this is a mass call for all the people listening to please wash your produce if you don't do it already please please hello 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 welcome to the oh my allergies podcast this is your hostess with the mostest valencia and if you are new here the oh my allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies whether you have food allergies seasonal allergies skin allergies or even your pet has allergies oh my allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Happy Tuesday, everyone. And if you're new, I'm Valencia. Really nice to meet you. And if you are not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe to the pod on your podcast platform of choice. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, just pretty much any platform you can listen to podcasts on. Also, make sure you stop, drop, roll, and rate the podcast. Hopefully your rating is five stars. And also leave the show a review because it really helps with being able to to grow our community here on the internet. Follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at oh my allergies. You can follow me on Instagram at, at oh my Valencia and keep on sharing the podcast with people you know or people you don't know. So if you are listening to this episode, you're probably one of the many thousands of people who suffer from environmental allergies like myself or you're just curious about environmental allergies slash hay fever and you just want to know more about them or this title of this episode really just intrigued you. So if you've been a victim of seasonal allergies, then you know the whole shebang, the runny nose, the itchy eyes, and sneezing are just really not it. They are not fun. They are actually really just high key annoying. And there are actually a lot of things out there that are known to be big triggers for allergies. And we've actually covered some of them here on the podcast, like anxiety and stress. We've also discussed how food can really impact your allergy symptoms so much and what foods are really great for minimizing your allergic response. However, there's actually a particular food that acts as a major trigger for allergies that I don't believe that we've ever covered here on the podcast thus far. That's really just super important because so many people consume it and that food is a sugar. So I am going to be talking about all things sugar today in this episode and how sugar actually fuels our allergies. But before we get into the meat of today's episode, you guys know I got to talk about what What's been going on with me? I hope everyone had a really great holiday weekend because Labor Day just passed. So it was a three day weekend type of deal. So hope everyone was able to see some 
fireworks if that's your thing was able to get near some type of body of water if that's your thing because I know a lot of people especially here in Georgia like going to like some of like the popular lakes like Lake Lanier which I don't even know why people still go to Lake Lanier because if you know you know like Lake Lanier is like literally like not the place to be there's just so many things that happen at Lake Lanier and if you hear about like the history of Lake Lanier you're just like yeah I'm good I'm not gonna go but some people like going to lakes still so if that's your thing then that's your thing really just took this weekend and this time to be able to like relax and chill because lately I've been dealing with like my throat really hurting me and having like headaches and things like that so really been chugging all of the citrus the vitamin c the supplements the ginger shots eating ginger root just trying to consume all of the things to get whatever is in my throat out of my throat because we have no place for you here besides all of that was really able to spend some time with family was able to spend some time with my dog and go on like some walks and she really enjoyed that because she loves just being outside and being able to get her dose of vitamin d so overall this weekend has been a pretty good also recently just saw the love island usa reunion which i don't know like i feel like a lot more time should have passed by like when they had recorded it because i think they were all still in california and the people who made it to the finale still had not had access to the internet or to their phones, so they were not aware of some of the things that had happened throughout the whole ordeal of love island usa whereas all of the other people who got booted off of the island had access to their phones and so it was so interesting because watching that reunion I was like girl if you knew what that person was saying about you on social media then I don't think you would have acted the way that you did to that person like hugging them and being like buddy buddy with them at the reunion and so seeing like once the people who made it into the finale like get access to the internet and to their phone and them going on social media and being like wait I was way too nice to this person at the reunion we were all like yeah that's kind of what we thought and and honestly, a lot of them were saying that they wish that there was a lot more of a time break between when the show ended and then when the finale is because that's typically how it goes for a lot of reality television like there's enough time that has passed so that everybody who's on the show can actually like see and react and like have opinions and like take all of that to the reunion because it just makes the reunion more interesting so but besides that it was still pretty good I'm um, still I'm watching The Bachelorette actually I think that show is actually wrapping up so there's not too much to say about The Bachelorette it's The Bachelorette I've also been still doing reading actually this past month in August I actually read five books which I am so proud of myself and so happy I was able to knock out those many books in uh, this particular month my goal for September is to actually read eight books will we reach that goal who knows I'm hoping by saying it out loud is gonna hold myself accountable to be able to read that many books but really just want to make reading be fun I don't want to put too much stress on it because reading is supposed to be stress-free for me so if I get to eight books that's great if I'm a little bit under by maybe like reading just six books or seven books totally okay with me but I do have like a year goal of wanting to read 50 books this year I know some people read 50 books within six months I'm just not one of those people but I'm hoping that I can reach my goal of 50 books by the end of the year but that's pretty much what's been going on with me so with that being said let's get right into my foodie likes
So the first foodie like I want to talk to you guys about, it comes from the brand Whole Foods. It comes from Whole Foods and it's their turmeric ginger shots. As you guys know, I have been a big fan of their ginger shots lately. Just drink them like in the mornings to kind of start off my day and really help with my like digestion. It also helps with like skin and things like that and have found like a lot of really great relief with it, especially like if I feel like something's coming in terms of like something being in my throat or if I'm dealing with something in terms of like my sinuses or something like that then having that ginger shot it really like gets into like the back of my throat because of it literally just being ginger and lemon there's no like orange juice or anything to kind of like lessen you know the punch that just ginger just gives you in general so I really like that so was looking at some of the other offerings that they have at Whole Foods and came across this turmeric ginger shot one through um, a family member actually I will say that when I first heard about them I was a little bit hesitant just from the standpoint point of me not being the biggest fan of turmeric. I really don't like the taste of it from a turmeric root perspective. It just wasn't really my thing. I'm more so of a ginger root person. So going into it, I really like the fact that this particular shot has ginger in it. It has lemon in it. It also has cayenne pepper in it to give it a little bit more of a kick in addition to the ginger that's already in it. And I really feel like it's a good balance of like all of these different things in a particular shot and like with the ginger shot that I was just mentioning that there's not some sort of like juice or some other added ingredients in there like sugar or something like that you get all of those ingredients in its most rawest form which I really do appreciate and I will say that when it comes to having either turmeric root or having this particular shot I probably would prefer this shot because I feel like it just tastes better because of the ginger and the lemon but really do like that because of the turmeric and the ginger being all packaged into this shot there's a lot of really great health benefits that's coming from all of these things being in this particular shot so it really helps with enhancing your digestion increasing your metabolism it helps with your skin if you're having some problems there it really helps with being able to relieve any stress that you may be dealing with maintaining balanced blood sugar levels in your body and because of the ginger and the lemon and the cayenne pepper in it it just brings like a whole new powerful aspect to it so if you're really like trying to get really serious about your health and being more conscious of building your immune system and being able to ingest foods that have those antimicrobial and really anti-inflammatory properties to them then highly recommend trying out this shot because it is so delicious is it so good I highly recommend trying out both of these shots because they're just really good the other foodie like I wanted to talk to you guys about, it comes from the brand Maria and Ricardo's. It's their whole wheat plus tortillas. What I really like about them is that they are actually made with avocado oil. So they kind of have this uh, different taste to them that I actually find myself really liking. But one of the reasons why I really gravitated towards these specific tortillas is because they are low in calorie, which is always a good thing. They have a really good amount of fiber. There's six grams of fiber within them. When it comes to like the protein there's like three grams of protein in them if you're really into like doing net carbs there's like four and they have a really good flavor and a taste to them and they really have like this simple wholesome feel and taste to them that I really do like I also like that they're free from like artificial flavors and colors and preservatives so all in all I really just find myself gravitating to these tortillas when it comes to if I 
want to have a tortilla, whether it's for tacos or whether it's to make like a taco salad or something like that, or just to have like a wrap, even though I'm not really that much of a wrap person. So if I'm having a tortilla, it's probably because I'm having a taco or a taco salad, but Highly recommend trying them out. They're really good. What I will say is that they do contain wheat and soy in them. That's also something to keep in mind, not only because of the wheat fiber and the whole wheat flour and the wheat gluten that's in them, but there's also um, cultured wheat flour and oat fiber in them. So that just to keep in mind and to let you all be aware of that and transparent. There's also cornstarch in there. So for all the people who are allergic to corn, that might be something that you might want to be mindful mindful of going into these tortillas but if you can have wheat and soy then highly recommend trying these I found these at Whole Foods they're probably sold at other places but highly recommend trying them but with that being said those are my foodie likes that I want to talk to you guys about this week so let's get right into this week's allergy news article This week's allergy news article is titled couple praised for ignoring child's life-threatening allergy. So there was a post online and it's titled AITA for ignoring a kid's life-threatening allergy question mark. And the original poster had explained that they had recently moved out of the city and bought a small acreage. And so the first week after they had moved in, they had like a lot of people stop by and one of them was one of their neighbors. Um, and the neighbor had asked why they had peanuts on their patio and they had explained that the peanuts are for the birds and for squirrels to enjoy um, but the neighbor had expressed and said that their 11 year old son has severe allergies to peanuts nuts eggs and shellfish and asked them to stop leaving the peanuts out for the animals and so the original poster had said in quote as she explained it birds and squirrels could drop or hide nuts close to her house a few roads over Quote, I will admit I got my back up a bit because we had purposely moved to a rural area to get away from restrictions, but my partner convinced me it wasn't a big deal and we could just switch to seeds. And so the original poster of this original post said that they had switched to seeds and the birds didn't really visit as often and really thought it was a compromise uh, for the boys' sake. And so after this compromise, they reached a cordial relationship with, you know, their new neighbor and how two weeks after the neighbor that has the child with the food allergies came to their door and really was talking about how they heard that there was like a walnut tree uh, on their land how they had admitted to um, the neighbor who has a child that has food allergies that they do have 10 walnut trees on their property which to be honest, I'm like, okay, so if you know that there was an issue within your neighborhood about the peanuts, where does the bright idea of growing the walnut tree come from? Like, where does that idea come from and come into the mix and why that was a really great thought? And I think what happened with these walnut trees is that they were used to sell at a local market. Um, and so that's kind of why they were growing them. But if you know you had an issue with the peanuts and you know that neighbor still is in your neighborhood, I don't know why you wouldn't think that this person would come to your door and like have an issue with it because I would think that they would have an issue with it but I digress 
the neighbor who has the child with food allergies said, quote, obviously they'll need to be cut down and how there was a petition that was signed by a good amount of people that demanded that they cut down their walnut trees. And so there were so many different comments that were left on this post. And so just wanted to read through um, a few of the comments. So one of the comments was um, NTA Amanda sounds nuts, which was the name uh, that they used for the neighbor who had a child that has food allergies. It's unrealistic to expect someone several streets away to cut down trees she didn't even know about for years. So that was one comment. Another comment was, listen, I have a pretty severe nut allergy and I grew up on a walnut and hazelnut farm. Unless I want to roll in the nuts, I'm in no danger. I don't pretend to know how bad this kid's allergies are, but forcing the entire neighborhood to go nut free for the sake of her kids sounds super over the top. So that's one comment. And then the last comment I want to highlight during this segment is, quote, this reeks of an over entitled mother that is using her child's allergy as a way to get her rocks off bullying people. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the kid doesn't even have an allergy and this drama queen parent just made it all up. Wait, hold up. Okay. Okay. Now I'm getting a little fired up. I started getting fired up when I saw the, like the title of this article, but really like why, like, I don't understand why when someone is talking about allergies and talking about how serious they are, then someone who doesn't have an allergy automatically defaults to, oh, like you're just being a drama queen. Like you have to be making this up and I wouldn't be surprised by that. Like, why is that somehow like a default when talking about allergies? Like that's one thing that I don't understand. And one thing that I don't like about one of the comments that was mentioned that, yeah, I thought it was interesting that a person who has a severe nut allergy was providing their perspective on the situation. Um, I do like the fact that they said that they aren't going to pretend that they know how bad or severe the kids allergies are but it's just kind of a sticky situation. I definitely would love to hear what you all think about this particular allergy news article. I don't really know kind of where to start in terms of like what my take is on this article. Um, I do think that, you know, when it comes to living environments, you need to feel safe within your neighborhood and within your community. And when it comes to nut trees in particular, and there's somebody nearby that has a nut allergy, yeah, definitely if it's someone that is your neighbor um, or someone that lives behind you directly, yeah, they should be made aware that you have allergies for the sake of that tree because if that tree and the nuts get on your property, then that's going to be a major, major issue. Um, So I definitely see like the importance and like why, you know, it is a big deal um, having trees that are locally grown within the neighborhood and how that can cause so many different problems. Now, I'm curious if any of you all have dealt with a situation like this where an allergen is being grown in your neighborhood and how you kind of like navigate those types of situations. Would love to hear you all's perspective on this question I just asked and just on this allergy news article as a whole. Like always, we leave the links to these allergy news article in our show notes. We don't cover every inch, nick, and cranny of 
of these articles, but pretty much give a high level and to really be able to spark a, a conversation. But if you guys have found this article to be interesting, send us a note over on our Instagram. Our Instagram is at ohmyallergies. We'll also have some polls that are related to this week's episodes topics. So definitely check out our Instagram and be on the lookout for those. But now that I have talked about this week's allergy news, let's get right into today's topic, which is all about sugar and how it can actually affect our allergies. Like I say in these types of episodes, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not a medical professional, nor do I claim to be either of those things. These are just things that I know from personal experience and research that I've done. And I encourage you all to do research on your own as well. If you're a person who deals with seasonal allergies like myself, then you are really familiar with the fresh cut grass, the blooming plants, the trees, the flowers, and the weeds releasing pollen and literally smacking you in the face with seasonal allergy symptoms that just leave you just feeling exhausted. You may feel like some comfort in knowing that actually up to 60 million people each year also deal with these types of symptoms and 60 million is such a huge number and nowadays you know these seasonal allergies aren't really feeling all that seasonal with allergy symptoms affecting people throughout you know the summer we're now entering fall winter and then the spring and sometimes environmental allergies may make you feel like you don't want to leave your house because you don't want to make your symptoms worse and then you feel miserable at night whether you're dealing with your lungs burning your watery eyes having congestion or having to wheeze through your mouth to be able to try to sleep at night so you don't get into a series of sneezing fits that would literally just end with you having a really bad headache and stomach muscles that hurt. On the podcast, we've talked a lot about how so many different things can impact your allergies and make your symptoms worse, like stress and anxiety and food on the podcast. A lot of people don't realize how much the food you eat can actually impact you and your allergies and actually make your allergies worse. And that saying you are what you eat is really important, especially when it comes to allergies. There are certain foods out there that can actually contribute to your immune system being overly stimulated, which in turn alerts your body to armor up and quote protect itself. And that activates your allergies to fight whatever your body body believes to be an invader and even small amounts of pollen on your produce like on your fruits and vegetables can actually start an allergic reaction and this is something that I even was surprised to find out because you don't really think about how the produce and the foods that we eat that's grown outside could actually potentially have pollen on them and if you don't rinse them off and wash them really good you could be eating a food that has your allergen on it if you're allergic to pollen like I am, which is just really crazy to like even think about. And I'm a person that washes my produce, you know, just to make sure just to get all of the dirt and things like that. But now it just makes me want to scrub my produce even more just to make sure that there's no pollen or any other sort of allergen on them as well. It really makes me think about all the people that are out there. We all know at least one person that does not wash their produce. And we're just like, 
how do you live, buddy? Like, how do you just go to the grocery store and purchase strawberries and then just put the container in your refrigerator and then just take out strawberries and just start slicing them with your knife? Like, that's just so nasty and weird. Like, I just can't imagine that. Or having it where you go to the grocery store and you get lettuce and you don't wash it. Like, do you know the things that can live in between the leaves of lettuce in those containers like I've seen it where going to the grocery store I've seen little bugs I've seen holes in lettuce like things be crawling up in that lettuce guys and it's like you can't just be out here not washing your produce so hopefully if you don't learn anything from this episode please wash your produce people this is a mass call for all the people listening to please wash your produce if you don't do it already please please Sorry about that. I simply digress. I digress. But one food that I don't really hear too many people talking about that can be like such a bad trigger for allergies is good old fashioned sugar and refined sugar to be exact. The problem is that processed sugar is literally everywhere. It's hidden in so many places that you would never even think to think about. And before I get into how sugar can impact your allergies, I thought it would be a good place to start off with what actually is sugar and then going from there. Sounds good? Sounds good. So what is sugar? So sugar, it is a simple carbohydrate that is produced naturally in all plants like fruits, vegetables, and even nuts. And according to the Sugar Association, all green plants make sugar through photosynthesis. When I saw photosynthesis, it literally made me think of Timmy from Love Island USA. If you know, you know. But through photosynthesis, the process of plants used to transform the sun's energy into food. And so when it comes to sugar, there are two different types of sugars that really just come to mind. So there are natural sugars and then there are refined sugars. So natural sugars are found in fruit as fructose and also found in dairy products like milk and cheese as lactose. Foods with natural sugar have an important role in the diet, especially for those who have certain health conditions like cancer, because they provide essential nutrients that keep your body healthy and help prevent disease. Now, sugar in your diet coming from these natural sources like fruits, where it's automatically to be mixed with fiber and therefore it's absorbed slower and it causes less of an inflammatory response. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to refined sugar, Refined sugar is what we know as sucrose, which is a combination of glucose and fructose. And out of all of the different types of plants, sugar beets and sugar cane have the greatest quantities of sugar, which is why they are typically viewed as being the most efficient choices to extract sugar from. And so the sugar that's extracted from sugar beet or sugarcane plants is identical to the sugar that's still found intact when you are having fruits and vegetables. But there is a caveat. So that caveat is that when it comes to refined sugar, it has been processed so that the only thing that remains is the sugar. There's not really like the fiber component. So it doesn't contain any of the minerals, the vitamins, the antioxidants, the protein that you would find in vegetables, fruit, nuts, grains, beans, oils, fish, and so many other foods, to be honest. Underneath this umbrella, 
you may come across chemically produced sugar like high fructose corn syrup to foods and beverages, including crackers, flavored yogurt, tomato sauce, and a salad dressing. And that's like a little bit of like the lowdown on sugar. And I know there's probably like a group of people that are listening and they're like, wait, how like what sugar can impact my allergies? Like, like how? Like, I don't understand. Friends, I am about to explain. So the worst type of food that you can feed yourself as a person who is dealing with allergies is sugar or also known as a high blood sugar level spiking food. And this is because sugar raises inflammation in the body and it raises inflammation in your body because sugar stimulates the production of free fatty acids in the liver. And when your body is digesting these free fatty acids, the resulting compounds can actually trigger inflammation and inflammation in general can severely worsen your symptoms that are associated to your allergies. And if you wanna learn more about inflammation and its role with allergies, you should definitely check out the episode we just recently put out about it. It is definitely a good one, especially because it's directly attached to what I'm talking about in today's episode and you get to learn a little bit more about the foundation of inflammation and then that relationship and the role it plays with allergies so we will have that episode I'm referring to linked in our show notes so you all can download it listen to it and check it out but the reason why inflammation is looked at as being a bad thing in this case is because Inflammation causes your immune system to be stressed out. Your immune system's like, ah, I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. And when your immune system is stressed, your allergies get worse. So it's kind of like this catch 22 situation because like when you're suffering from a runny nose, itchy eyes, dealing with the constant sneezing, you know, you might be enticed to reach for, you know, some sort of a cookie or a pastry, but you're going to want to put that cookie down because it could put you in like this downward spiral of worsening your allergies. And that's because refined sugar also raises your insulin levels and generates an insulin response, which can in turn cause your mucous membranes to become congested and cause your tissues to swell. And so this spike in blood sugar is really stressful to your body and that's not good because a stressed out immune system is not able to function at its highest level so therefore refined sugar can severely impact your immune system's ability to be able to fight off different allergens appropriately and so this also applies to processed foods and other blood spiking foods because they also trigger that inflammatory response and that makes you less able to fight off the allergens because your immune system's not at 100%. Now, when you are buying packaged foods at the grocery store, you're gonna wanna make sure you're like thoroughly reading the labels, which if you are a person who has allergies or you're an allergy parent, you're already doing that to make sure you're checking for allergens and code names for your allergens or your child's allergens, what have you. But you're also gonna wanna do another level of checking when it comes to sugar and even checking the labels for savory foods because they can actually still contain a lot of sugar, you know, from breads to even salad dressings and always just checking if sugar is listed as an ingredient, meaning like it's added and not just 
naturally occurring grams of sugar because you don't want to be eating sugar without your knowledge and be like secretly destroying your immune system when you think you're like avoiding sugar and you're like aha like I'm not having sugar it doesn't say sugar but if you see things like agave you're you're kind of putting yourself in a situation where you're like oh I didn't know that was a a source of sugar where it's like yeah buddy it is you're putting yourself in a situation where you could be uh, limiting your immune system and really you want to put yourself in a situation where you're really boosting up your immunity and another thing that you want to be careful of when you're going grocery shopping is just being wary of food manufacturers using sneaky ways to hide sugar and really hide the amount of added sugar that is listed on nutrition labels by like using like sneaky names so it's important to just avoid sugar and most sweeteners because whether it's white sugar whether it's agave whether it's corn syrup what have you they're all processed like sugar in your body and they spike up your blood sugar levels so I'll break it down a little bit more to help you all with like understanding why like processed non-whole form high glycemic foods can actually like worsen your allergies. So after you eat or drink too much sugar or any processed non-whole form high glycemic food such as like a cookie, a slice of white bread, or drinking your favorite soda, the blood sugar spike literally causes a stress reaction in your body. So it's like the exact same way if you were jumping out of the way of a moving car, which then curbs the effectiveness of your immune system cells that would actually normally act as your body's defense. So this effect will last for at least several hours before it kind of goes back to normal and your body won't actually recover for up to 24 hours. Yes, I said 24 hours. So we're just going to let that sink in and I'm just going to repeat it one more time. So if you consume anything that spikes up your blood sugar and your immune system and your immune defense is literally knocked out for 24 hours, that is completely mind blowing. So let's look at it in this context. So if you eat like that every day, you're walking around 24-7 with an immune system that's not operating at its optimal performance in 100%. Literally, mind is officially in outer space right now. Like, it's so crazy to think of your immune system like that and, like, how much of an impact sugar can actually have on your immune system. So this means like you're going to be super susceptible during those several hours to picking up some allergen and then really feeling awful afterwards. So taking sugar refined and like some simple carbs and a lot of different sweeteners out of your diet can actually help with keeping your inflammation down and that can stop the triggering of an antihistamine reaction and really make you feel at ease because your allergies are in order and then we all get to be happy when our bodies are cooperating with us because we all know we like when our bodies are actually listening to us and our allergies are in check and they're in order and our nose is not in a hot mess and we can actually breathe through not one nostril but both of our nostrils it's like one of the greatest feelings in the world if you have environmental allergies you know the feeling and you know you're just like oh my goodness I can breathe again I feel like I'm a whole new person I'm in a whole new world I can appreciate the smell of like the sky and things like that 
So now that you know that one of the biggest steps to boost in our immunity to really help with being able to clear or just ease the different symptoms that are associated with our environmental allergies is by avoiding added sugars and really just reducing most processed refined carbs and non-whole form high glycemic foods. Now, one thing that probably is really coming to mind is what are like some smaller steps that you can take to really further increase your immunity and really protect yourself from your allergies naturally. Now, eliminating sugar alone will most likely ease or could even help you from like not having to deal with your allergy symptoms as regularly as you currently do. But really, why not combine it with other different natural tips that can really help with creating like a seriously like powerful immune system for yourself and really help with protecting yourself against hay fever. So have some really cool, quick hacks to be able to naturally ease your allergies and your allergy symptoms. So one tip that I feel like it's one of my like pride and true tips that I really find myself really like leaning into when I am dealing with allergy symptoms that are just really annoying and that's eating hot and spicy foods. So if you struggle with excessive mucus, hot spicy foods will really come in handy with being able to thin the mucus out. So some of the really best foods and spices that can really help with that are like ginger. You guys know I am a huge fan of ginger. There's garlic, onion, cinnamon, and even cayenne pepper to really help with spicing up your day and helping you with your allergy symptoms. Another tip that I know is kind of hit or miss because I know a lot of people like it or a lot of people don't, and that's apple cider vinegar. It has like so much rage and hype around it, and it's really for a good reason because it helps with supporting lymphatic drainage and also being able to boost immunity. So whether you take apple cider vinegar shots like myself or you take them in pills because I know pills are out there now to help with being able to digest apple cider vinegar. There's a lot of people out there that are like it's for acquired taste but there's so much good that comes from it that I'm like we can kind of push the taste to the side and like really just acknowledge like the powerful effects that apple cider vinegar can have on your body for just so many different reasons but now in the lens of allergies it can actually be helpful. Um, another tip is to incorporate more veggies into your diet believe it or not a lot of people don't eat veggies day to day which is kind of crazy like I try to imagine like having it where there's like a full week like a full seven days and you don't have at least one vegetable like I don't understand how some people live like that because I'm a person that really likes broccoli or cauliflower or Brussels sprouts if they're like crispy roasted Brussels sprouts or having salad you know I can't imagine just not eating a vegetable especially like a green vegetable I like kale sometimes even though I'm not a fan of spinach kale is like my preferred leafy green of choice or even collards from time to time so I can't even imagine just not having at least one of those throughout the week but um, some really good vegetables that are really great choices for allergies and your allergy symptoms are vegetables like Swiss chard, cabbage, beets, and even carrots. And carrots is like a favorite of mine. I like 
snacking on them to have something like crunchy my dog likes them as well so I like I always am buying carrots whether they're like the bigger carrots or like they're like baby carrots that you can get from the grocery store that you can pack in like your lunches like literally we go through carrots all the time so I'm like constantly having to buy carrots definitely highly recommend incorporating veggies in your diet not only for you know all of the other health benefits that come with vegetables but they can also help with your allergies as well which is pretty cool um some other things that you can incorporate are like eating more omegas so omega-3 fatty acids because of them having natural anti-inflammatory effects that really help with boosting your immune system so that can be found in freshwater fish it can be found in seeds it can be found in eggs if you're allowed to eat eggs um so definitely look into seeing if you do have allergies to some of the things that i mentioned what are some other omega-3 fatty acid foods that you're able to incorporate into your diet if that's something you want to do is to eat more omegas Um, another thing that's not as food related is to avoid clothes that are made of synthetic fabrics because synthetic clothes can actually produce um, an electric charge when rubbed that can actually attract pollen which is so crazy to think about that it can even be attracting to your clothes pollen so really that's something to think about is like the types of materials and fabrics that your clothes are even made out of because they can actually attract pollen and you're just like what the heck like how is that even possible and then one tip that I always 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 talk about is to drink more green tea because you guys know I am a green tea stan and that's because green tea it just has so many good benefits to it but green tea it has a strong ability to inhibit mast cell activation and the release of histamine and reducing pollen allergic symptoms so it's really great to incorporate green tea into your life if you are a tea drinker like myself and then also adding helpful herbs and supplements so if you incorporate things like vitamin c eucalyptus oil um, there's so many different um, things in nature that contain like a plethora of compounds that really offer allergy relief because it supports your immune system and easing your symptoms but also always of course consult a doctor before you take anything new just to make sure that you are on the safer side of things um and then one thing else that i think some people tend to forget about but if you spend a lot of time like outside especially like gardening and maintaining like your grass and things like that or if you are a person who are into like flowers or cutting down branches and things like that make sure you're wearing like gloves and a mask when you're doing those things and avoid touching your eyes because you could be putting your allergens like on your body or in your eyes and you're just like oh my goodness like my eyes are watery or my eyes are itching it's like well you touched your eyes and you shouldn't have and you were literally like playing with your allergen like how did you think that was going to work out for you buddy but hopefully you know these tips you find to be you know really really helpful and feel like you can take on your environmental allergies and really just feel confident and not fearful or anything like that when it comes to them because being outdoors is supposed to be enjoyable especially in the fall when like the temperatures are perfect and you see less flowers and the leaves are turning and you feel like the sway and the gentle fall breeze and you really just want to be able to actually enjoy being outside so hopefully these tips will allow you to be able to feel more confident and I know this episode may seem like it's like a bash on sugar and although there are just so many things out there that are 
so much healthier than sugar. It's okay to have sugar every now and then and have your favorite cookies. But if you feel like your allergies are coming on or they're acting up, it's really important to recognize that this is your body telling you that your immune system is stressed out. So try to avoid sugar and other non-whole form high blood sugar level spiking foods and drinks for a few days and really just giving your body the chance to like breathe in and breathe out and like rejuvenate and work its little magic and get well and don't like stress out your body too too much because it's really going to affect your immune system and your immune system is really key for a lot of different reasons but especially when it comes to allergies but I hope you all enjoyed this episode and found it to be very helpful and informative and what I really hope that you all take away from this episode is that sugar is not our friend for a lot of different reasons but especially when it comes to allergies since sugary foods really put a lot of stress on your body and on your immune system refined sugar can cause inflammation in your body and that can negatively impact your allergies and how reducing your intake of refined sugars in your diet can really make such a big difference in your allergy symptoms if you enjoyed today's episode and you're not subscribed to the podcast like literally like what are you doing with your life make sure you're subscribed to the oh my allergies podcast on your podcast platform of choice follow us on instagram our instagram is at oh my allergies you can follow me on instagram my instagram is at oh my valencia Please take the time to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Hopefully your rating is five stars because it really helps with being able to reach new people and really grow the Oh My Allergies community. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.